I'm your host, Valerie Borgman, and today we're very excited to welcome back Erin Dwyer of Senior Care Authority in St. Louis, Missouri. Today we're answering one of the top questions we both get asked. Will my parent have to move again? This is also a frequent frustration families share, that they were told mom would never have to move from her senior living community, yet here they are again, starting the process all over. So listen in, and hopefully we can shed some light on this very common situation. Families want to know if they move their loved one to a community, is this the end? Can they stay there till end of life? They want to know, is this an age in place community? Nobody can promise that. Welcome to Desperately Seeking Senior Living, a podcast for sons, daughters, grandkids, and spouses who suddenly find themselves tangled in the search for senior living and care. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and check out our doable download in today's show notes for a printable summary of the show and a bonus tip from our guest. You're listening to our doable tips, short answers to your questions. Don't see your question listed? Send us a note. Then don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an answer. It's funny because I toured this this woman up for her husband in memory care. And they used the term age in place on one of our first tours. So the daughter ended up using it, which I was kind of like, oh, she learned, like she took a nugget from it. So she goes, so are you an age in place community or when would my dad have to leave? Because that's like a phrase we use, but I don't think anyone would Google that. (laughs) (laughs) Like she's getting it. And so they're like, oh yeah, the only time, you know, your dad would have to leave is if he has um, a feeding tube or an IV, you know, and we allow a hospice. And that's usually the conversation. Cause I said, you know, you want to ask them at what point would you not allow my loved one to be there anymore? You know, have to have them move. Cause I want them to think through, they always think, well, if I move my mom, I don't have to worry about her anymore. And it's like, well, but if it's in the ILAL and it's not a secured and your mom ends up with dementia and starts wandering. Yeah, exactly. Okay. They can't accommodate that, you know, exit seeking or yeah. I mean, say your mom ends up having something go wrong where she needs an IV or a feeding tube. They're not, you know, they're rare cases, but you have to just know that I can't promise you that this is mom's forever home, that nothing would happen. She'd never have to move. There's no, nobody can promise that. Yes, exactly. I don't, I haven't met any family that's like, Yes, I want to do this again in two years. (laughs) Right. Nobody wants to go through this multiple times. Exactly. (laughs) So I want to pause really quickly because one of the things that you mentioned earlier, um, you said IL and AL. And so I want to make sure for those that don't know, IL is independent living and AL is assisted living. Right. So what are some examples of families that you've worked with and kind of just how that process, how that thought process goes? So usually the families, you know, they want to be one and done. And so they don't understand the different terminologies and it is confusing, you know, independent living, assisted living, memory care, and then SNFs, you know, the skilled nursing facilities. What does that mean? If I move my mom into one of these places, are we good to go? Or are there things that could come up health-wise where she would have to move again? If the families don't think of that question when we go to tour, I bring it up and I ask them to ask that question because we need to have that answered. Your mom could be at a certain level right now where she's really high functioning. You know, she could be just fine in independent living, maybe assisted living. But what if she ends up with 
dementia and she doesn't know where she is anymore. And she starts to wander and trying to exit seek. And it's not a secured community with locked doors. Then the communities, that's a safety issue and they can't, you know, have mom stay anymore. Or the famous line in, in Missouri is the pathway to safety. Yeah. This is actually a rule. It is. It's, it's, it's a rule. It's a regulation. They'll, they'll, you'll hear this a lot. Pathway to safety, pathway to safety. They have to have their residence and assisted living be able to, in five minutes or less, right. exit the building with like two cues or, you know, one, you know, shoulder touch, but they can't literally handhold your mom or dad and exit them out of the building unless they have like a shelter in place kind of situation where they would have maybe drop down doors that are metal during a fire. But again, these are why you ask these questions when you go and tour. Not every community is the same. So a community can help somebody physically out of the building, but they can only have so many of those people. So if they are at their capacity, then they can't accept anybody else. That's also good to know. Just because mom needs extra help, maybe during a fire drill to get out of the building, doesn't necessarily mean she can't move in there. It just depends on the staff ratios and the other conditions of the residents there. All of these questions are what we help the families understand. And when they say age in place, they're talking about mom can have her forever home and she'll be good to go. Each community, again, is different. So you need to ask the communities, in what situation would mom or dad have to leave your community? And they'll usually tell you if they are a danger to themselves or others because they can't restrain Right. And restraints can be defined as something as simple as pushing a wheelchair up to another chair or bed rails even. And a lot of times these are safety issues too. Um, but it's, it's different again, what we're talking about different for every state. Yeah. Um, there are different regulations. Some will consider uh, a bed rail, a restraint and some won't. I realized this last week, I had two different communities tell me two different answers. And um, a lot of them will allow hospice. So even though mom or dad moved in and they were pretty high functioning and they didn't need a lot of help, but as they maybe got sicker, the way they can stay is that hospice can come in and help with a lot of those extra tasks or you know um, things that would require more staff. They also don't allow tubes to go in and out. So feeding tubes, IVs, that kind of thing. Some of them will allow colostomy bags and ostomy catheters. Again, that's why you ask those questions so that you're not surprised when the community says, oh, you know, mom has a catheter now, she has to leave, or, you know, she's being combative, we can't deal with that. You have to think ahead to every possible scenario and ask those questions so that you know is this forever home or is there a possibility mom or dad would have to move again? Yeah. And I think that, I mean, that really applies anywhere, anywhere you go, every community is so different. And I think this is why a lot of times families will come to us after making 20 phone calls. Yes. <laughs> because, <laughs> but yeah, I've definitely run into this too, because families, you know, they don't know that communities have different rules in, in the care that they can provide. They also don't know what piece of information that they're leaving out mm -hmm. is important. And this is where, you know, they do end up telling their story to different places and, you know, maybe they get a no and another no. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you kind of go down this rabbit hole. Yes. You know, I do think it's a, a question, though, that's a fair question, too. This is hard. It's not a fun thing to have to move. So do you have communities 
Um, we call them the continuing care retirement community, yep. which does mean <laughs> they have <laughs> sort of everything. Exactly. The kind of the one-stop shop. Yes, we do. So the continuum of care retirement communities or CCRCs uh, are those bigger campuses that have every single kind of care, independent living, assisted living, memory care, which is the type of assisted living and the skilled nursing. So those are the ones that, you know, mom or dad, grandma, should be safe to stay there all the way through. Now, sometimes they're independent living. You have to do a buy-in situation where you're you're buying an apartment or a condo or a villa, and you have to put down a certain amount, and you'll get you know seventy to ninety percent back, and then you get the first choice too. So if you're in their independent living and you decline and need assisted living, you're going to get first choice over someone that's just coming in at assisted living. So those are definitely on the radar for families. And they they do have that sense of safety of, okay, phew, I think I can breathe a little sigh of relief that even if my mom has to change rooms or buildings, it's still the same campus. It's still the same administrators. And it's not a completely whole different move and adjustment period. And I think what's important about that style. So it, it is great because it can be that one-stop shop, not that they can stay necessarily in their same condo style apartment. They might have to move, Mm -hmm. but the family doesn't have to go through the search again. Do you also find that most of them in Missouri, they're really wanting you to be more independent when you first come into the program? Yes. Because I know here, most of them would prefer that you come in a little bit more independent. That is definitely the sell that they would love for everyone to come in at the independent level. Yeah. Is that realistic? No, especially with COVID and everything, people are staying home longer. So I'm seeing less of the coming in at independent level. It's more coming in at the assisted living level. So, um, and they will, they will accept people at assisted living. But again, you're right. They would prefer you to come into the community at the independent living level and and kind of move you through the system. And I think it's important too that we should mention that that refund that you get back, that 70 to, I've seen it as high as 95% that you get back. So basically what you're doing in purchasing that condo is you're making an investment, which is also why they would prefer you come in as more independent because then that's a longer investment time. Um, But I think it's important too, that we talk about that you don't get that back immediately. So I know, is that, do you find that is the same? Correct. Yeah. It's when they are able to sell your condo and we call it, I call it a condo as well, because that's just the easiest way for people to like, think of it. (laughs) Right. Right. You're buying a condo. So it's it's just a condo with benefits. (laughs) Exactly. The safety net of having that 24 seven staff just around the corner. Yeah, exactly. So I think we've really hit on a couple of important points. Families don't want to move more than once. They would prefer that. Yes. But having Mm -hmm. that just recognition that depending on what your initial choice is, and maybe you don't have the option to invest in a continuing care style campus, but that either you might have to move, there might be another move in your future, or you do have, you know, if you are able to do the investment, then there is this sort of other style. Absolutely. You know, that's why we we go through the whole process with the family, take them on the tours, provide them with the questions so they know what to ask, are fully educated. You can't foresee the future. We don't have a crystal ball. I say that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. Yeah. <laughs> but we are trying to at least know, okay, if A, then B. So if this community eventually down the line is not going to work out at a certain point, what does that mean? 
And at least knowing, you know, the family knows this is just an independent living community. So mom can stay if we hire home care, but that's going to be pretty expensive. Or we might have to move to assisted living memory care. So again, just, just knowing when you're making those decisions that you have every single option, that you know everything going in and you're not going blind and you're not surprised if something comes up, that you're prepared for it. And okay, I knew this was going to happen, so this is plan B time. This episode is brought to you by Senior Care Authority St. Louis, helping families through elder care consulting and determining the best senior living and care options for your family in the greater St. Louis, Missouri area. Find their contact information in today's show notes. Check out this episode's doable download in show notes for details, including industry terms and definitions we discussed, as well as a bonus tip from our guest. Have questions or your own tips to share? Leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. And until next time, make it doable.